everyone. Welcome to the Culture of Truth. This is a podcast that reviews the truth of God's Word and discusses the influence it has on our lives and worldview. My name is Jeff Amstutz, and today I've got with me my good friend, Will Hawkins. Hey, everybody. We study scripture to understand what it says, grow our understanding of God through it, and ultimately change the way we live our lives in obedience. In this episode, we get to embark on our brand new study series on the book of Hebrews. Just like we've done in the past, we will slowly make our way through the book of Hebrews and occasionally take breaks with mini-series in systematic theology. But folks, it's just been a long time since we've been doing any Culture of Truth content. So before we dive into any discussion on Hebrews, we're going to take a bit of extra time to talk about life off the microphone as God has been doing so much in both of our lives. So Will, you get to start us off. How has God been working in your life since last episode? Yeah, Jeff, I would say it's been challenging and emotionally draining to summarize it. But uh, in the midst of that, I, I believe strongly I've seen God's hand in it, like throughout the difficulty, throughout the struggle, throughout the, I guess what I could say is pressure that's being applied on us externally, us being me and my wife and even um, some friends in my community. I just know I just know and have a deep security that God's working in it. So even if one of the situations is just friends of my wife and I were leaning in to help them through a very difficult time in their life. And although they're going through something difficult uh, and God's working on them to to grow them and shape them through yeah. the circumstance, he's doing the same thing with my wife and I. Yeah. And what's been beautiful is that over the past year my wife and I have put in a lot of work to grow our relationship. Yeah. And I think we're seeing the fruit of that when we're, we're now able to be in a point where our, our relationship stays steady, even when there's chaos yeah. uh, all around us. Yeah. That has been amazing. And so, uh, it's just beautiful moments. Like she's in the kitchen and she's, she's going through something really difficult as well. Our friends are going through something difficult and she just hugs me and she's like in tears and she's thanking me for just being like steady and, a safe place for her and a rock and just how proud she is because of how I've cared for my friends and cared for her and all these mm-hmm. things. And a, a year ago, like that wasn't the case. Like we were in a counseling office and she was crying because I confessed um, to pornography and, and masturbation, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so I've been in my own healing journey. We've been in a healing, healing journey with a lot of counseling, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That leads me into the other thing that we've been doing in my time in the time that since we've last recorded is we started steps to gospel recovery through the Austin stone. Yeah. Hey man, that's such a good program. Yeah. And for those who don't know, it's a 15 week discipleship type experience. Um, for those people who admit that they're suffering with their own sinful habits, um, but also desire to see transformation through the power of the gospel. Yeah. Um, took that little summary from their website. Um, but yeah, daily scripture reading reflection, uh, group discussions on the on the meeting nights, which for us it's Tuesday nights. We have a little cohort, but then we also have a mentor that walks us through that. Um, that helps us through it as well. So yeah, um, we're probably about at the time of this recording about five weeks in. Yeah, um, and it's I've seen God, you know, pressing in and, and leaning. In. And these next few weeks that we're going through are probably the hardest. <clears throat> Excuse me, doing something called inventory. So. Hmm. She's actually going through anger, abuse, sexual sin, like all these hot topics um, that are just really deep uh, and starting to like uproot those. Yeah. Uh, and so one, one of the main things that I've been holding on to just in like 
throughout my reading in because they give us a, a workbook but something that's really stuck with me is this this quote deep roots require patient work hmm. yeah and so <laughs> Uh, sin is like those roots and it takes a long time and it requires patient work to dig them out. Yeah. One by one. There, there's nothing in the trance. So it, yeah, the decision to follow Christ, we, we remember is like a moment, mm-hmm. but sanctification is this mm-hmm. long cultivating progress yeah. process. What exactly. a great it, image, man. It is just like a garden. Yep. When you really think about it, you can't just take a lawnmower over it. Yep. You have to get down, you have to pull off those weeds and then you and have to, even with mowing the yard, you got to mow it again in a couple of days. Exactly. It's not like yeah. you just mow it once and then it's Same done. thing with pulling the weeds. You got to uh-huh. go back and pull the weeds, but then you yeah. also have to replace it with something and that's God's yeah. truth. That's right. Right. Uh, to see healing. So in this season, just within the past month and a half to however long it's been since we've last recorded, but just in general over the past year for, for me and my wife and I, it's just been growth. Yeah, um, man. But yeah. yeah happy another happy thing we just moved so um yeah the time of this recording you know we moved all the weekend before this recording and uh moving to a two bedroom so that way she can have an office she needs private a private space for her she works from home she works from home so uh whenever i would work from home two times three times a week she would have to kick me out because i couldn't her our desk was in the living room yeah essentially so now i also that means i can be in the comfort of my home while i work and it's crazy because all these small things you know uh you know sure there's there's bigger issues that can happen in a marriage but like these small things also contribute and oh, yeah. you know it's it's not like marriage is impossible if these things can't be dealt with but we can also just call it a sweet thing when like some optimization in life rhythms can happen yeah that's a good thing. Good yeah. thing to smile about. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been very busy. I didn't even talk about we did a God and Money class through the Austin oh, Stone. Man, that, that was, was about five weeks, yep. and you and your wife were the leaders of our little group. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just been busy, but it's been full of growth. Um, I think my wife and I are just, uh, even though there are some difficult conversations and difficult moments, I think it's been really sweet to see how we're responding and communicating to each other through that. And I think yeah. our love is deeper than it ever has been before. And, and same thing I could say with my relationship with the Lord. So, mm. yeah, we've, so, we've had some good phone calls over the last several weeks, man. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's amazing how much, uh, trials, tribulations, suffering, uh, when viewed rightly. Mm-hmm. So when we view it through the lens of the gospel, and what it does to us, it becomes something that's not just endurable, like we can make it and happen to last through because God's keeping us, but it gets turned into this beautiful way that we become closer to Christ. And man, like my favorite verse, uh, my life verse is Romans 5, 3 through 5. We rejoice in our sufferings because mm-hmm. then our sufferings produce perseverance. Mm. Perseverance pers- produces character and character produces hope. Meaning... All that stuff you're talking about, you basically look, get to look Satan in the face and be like, come at me, bro, because you're just going to make me love Jesus more. Mm. And that's like, it's just amazing. It's like, that's true. Like you're t- you're sitting here March 27th, 2023 to say, yes, yep. the crap that Satan throws at me has made me love Jesus more. It absolutely has. I, I love that you bring that verse up because the word that's been just playing over through my head, even in the most like difficult moments, I just keep thinking persevere, persevere. Yeah persevere and then a friend of mine pointed that scripture and it's like this is what perseverance leads to yeah and it's like <laughs> if you look oh at high gosh. character people it's people who have had to deal with suffering mm-hmm. 
and had to deal with and walk through stuff and, and, and praise God through all of it. And at the end mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, that sucked, but God's still good. Right. Yeah. My encouragement for those listening, if you are going through something difficult or when you do go through something difficult, stop and think, what is God trying to show me here? Mm. What is God trying to do? What is God trying to show, uh, teach me? Yeah. And, and it's not like that doesn't make the suffering not suck, mm-hmm. but it's like, at least they're, at least it's not in vain. Yeah. Because never. if, if you don't look to grow closer to God through your suffering, what else is your suffering worth? Yeah. It's worth nothing. For sure. Yeah, man, I can go, I can go all day on all that topic. <laughs> there's a good. lot, there's a lot to just dig in and, and, and cover through all that, but yeah. I'd love to hear yeah. uh, your check-in yeah, before but, we jump into what we're going to cover. Man, um, there's been so many ups and downs. Uh, it's so funny. Like I just keep thinking, yeah, since, since we recorded last was when we had a phone call late on, on like a Tuesday night. And we were chatting. We had a nice conversation when you were about to walk in and with that friend relationship that was going to be really hard. And then like literally like four hours later, later I'm on the side of the road on 35, <laughs> like with food poisoning, thinking my heart's going to stop. Oh you know, it's just gosh. like, man, that was a wild time. So yeah, there's, yes, I'm still alive. That's why I'm here, by the way. Amen. I threw up and I was fine. But um, it, the the point being is, there's been so many ups and downs and I think where I find myself increasingly is I've said yes to a lot of good things. Um, and you know, tonight recording is one of them and it's basically, uh, there's a, there's a quote, I forget who it was. Um, I'm really bad at that. I remember the quote and then not who mm-hmm. said it, but the, the quote being, um, whenever someone gives me a book recommendation, I ask them if it's a great book because I don't have time for good books. Okay. And I, I feel like that's, that's generalized to my life where someone asks, Hey, do you want to do something? I'm like, Hey, is this going to be great? Cause I don't have, I don't have time for good things. Um, now that's kind of pithy and it kind of sucks. Cause it's like, you still need to balance work ministry and like being able to recover and recharge and all that. But, uh, a lot of good things. Like I'm teaching the South Congregation uh, Joshua Bible Study starts this week, which is great. Still playing music with Jimmy. Um, we are trying to keep this podcast alive. Uh, I got a bunch of groups. So at, at the Austin Stone, I'm a deacon, and my main assignment is to care for groups leaders. And so I just learned of this great platform called Calendly that I can make bookable appointments to go meet with people and care for them. It's something that actually like really renews me in my mind towards Christ. So it's like very much leaning into my spiritual gifts and I want to do that, but it still takes time. Um, and so I've said yes to a lot of those things and that's all good. I still somehow have a full-time job in here somewhere. Um, so a lot of good things in life, but even too many good things is too many. So, uh, so, um, you've always told me that you like, (laughs) now I gotta, now I gotta look in a mirror and tell it to myself. (laughs) There's been periods in my life where you're like, will like hand on the shoulder. Will (laughs) looked in, look me dead in the eye. Will you're, I think you're doing too much, man. Yep. So that's me right now. And so, uh, I have to in faith, ask God for some wisdom on only choosing the great things of all the good things that I can do. And some, some of the stuff's going to, you know, naturally fade out 
and uh, I just I'm talk about perseverance. I feel like uh, it's much more of this. You know, I'm like in the middle. I don't. I can't run a marathon, but I would imagine. Okay, so running five miles for me feels like a marathon. So if I'm out, like mile two and a half or mile three, it's like, ah, oh, man, I just gotta, I just gotta keep going. If I stop now, I'm walking to get it to the end, and feels very much like that. Like I'm in the middle somewhere of this really long race, and I'm tired, but um, God still somehow fills me up just enough to keep me going, and. It's not like a despair type feeling. It's just like a, well, got to keep going. And it's, it's all okay. I have not suffered like Paul at all. So I'm going to make a comparison that is hyperbole, but just take it for what it is. That when Paul in second Corinthians is like, I've done all the things and like, I'm still here. I'm still going like, man, I have like a hundred, one, one hundredth of that. And I feel this tired. Mm. Wow. That dude just like really loved to serve the church. And to me, then I read that as like inspiration of like, okay, I can endure my little slice of serving the church. If someone like Paul could do all of that and Peter and all that. So anyway, Mm. that's the world I'm in right now. And, um, it's a really, really good. Oh yeah. And I'm also married to my wife and I need to like love her. And yeah, she is very understanding and helpful and accommodating, but like, yeah, I didn't even say that. That How sad is that? I, I was going to interject wife. and say, you're also married. Yes. Um, she is sitting out on her hammock right now, reading, being patient with Lovely. us to record this episode. But anyway, folks, we, we decided to take this much time in our check-in because this is like what it's really like. It, we're just sitting behind mics and you pull this up on Spotify or Apple podcast and you're like, Oh man, these, these are podcast people or maybe not. I don't know what your opinion is, but what's real is people behind microphones are still people. And we still have to choose to follow Christ every day. We have to still fight for, to obey. We have to fight to uh, fight off the temptation of sin to be in our community. Um, it, it, there's so much that still goes on and we just wanted to be real with y'all before we embark on this really heady book of Hebrews. So I hope that was helpful <laughs> for, for you listener out there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's even helpful for me. I, I was actually pretty surprised that I was able to succinctly be able to, hopefully it was succinct, talk about and like recap yeah. the past like month and a half of my life. I'm like that, even looking at it, I'm like, that's a Sometimes lot Sometimes when it's like stuff. life's going by really fast and you're like, for, for me, I'm like thinking one or two days at a time. I'm kind of sit and go, man, a lot has happened in the last two months. Yeah. Like I forget because I'm so busy with now. (laughs) That's not good. Yeah. Um, so I'm thankful as well. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to you offline just cause I, I, there's so much more that I want to dig into with what your check-in was about, but yeah. Um, why don't I go ahead and just give us a personal, like my, my personal history with, with Hebrews, um, yeah, and then go we for can it. go from there. Yeah, so I I know Jeff here in a minute is going to talk about how his experience with he- Hebrews. Uh, I'm sure he's read it plenty of times. I, on the other hand, have not. Although I've I've definitely heard verses um, throughout my time of being a Christian, which is you know most of my life growing up in the church and growing up with the Lord. But yeah, never have really sat and I've never read it all the way through. And so my, our church, the Austin stone has just started a sermon series about this 
um, at the time of the recording a few weeks ago. And so it's been, I was really excited when I found out that we were going to go through that. And I think that's part of the reason why we wanted to cover it, um, in the, in this podcast. Um, also just because of it, it's, it's such a great book and there's so many theological truths in it. Um, there's something really valuable about leaning into what your church is preaching on. Yeah. I know it's helpful for me to be honest, to, to sit through the sermons here our, our pastors preach and they, they do a great job of, of preaching the word. They give us the resources to go throughout, to study throughout the week. So I'm in a sense preparing, you know, every single week we're yeah. able to go through that and then come over here and then yeah. be able to talk uh, and go through the book ourselves. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been really sweet, but yeah, just in reading this, like I, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to, to go through kind of chapter by chapter, um, even breaking it in, into halves every now and then. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a good book. I think just looking at God as being superior to everything, which you're going to get into in the, in the summary, um, just a really great reminder that he's above all things and that he, that I, I need to not reject that truth. And, not look away and turn away and fall to the things like when I am, I notice when I am going through really difficult times, I forget, I forget that G- Jesus that is, um, over all things and think everything submits to him. So he's in control of my situation. He's not surprised by it. He's not surprised by my temptation, the temptation that comes to try to, to entice me to turn away from him. Because I've noticed whenever in these, this season of my life, it's very easy that when there's our external pressures coming to me for me to, uh, it, it kind of beats me down. It weakens my flesh. Mm. It weakens my spirit yeah. to make, and it makes me want to lean into the, those fleshly desires. Mm. Um, and so this is a reminder, like a, a call saying, Hey, things are difficult. Things, things happen. There's trials, there's persecution in this context. There's persecution, yeah. not necessarily in my life, but yeah, there's difficult things and hold on to the truth that, um, that God, God is who he is and what he's done. There's never a moment in life that you do not desperately need the gospel. Yeah. You do not desperately need all the truths of God to breathe life into your soul as you fight sin. Man, you said it so well. Amen. You yeah. said it better. Thank you. <laughs> how about, how about you? Man. Um, so yeah, the book of Hebrews is one that I've enjoyed a lot because I'm a, a bit of a heady, nerdy kind of guy. And so a book that really likes to lean heavily into that is, of course, I'm going to eat it up and love it. And I think the the part of me that loves it so much and how I've studied is it helps me appreciate and understand the swaths of the Old Testament that feel so foreign. Like it's really hard to read, I don't know, Deuteronomy or the end of Exodus and numbers and there and leviticus for sure and there's all this stuff there's the law and all these traditions and systems and be like what what do i do with this and hebrews helps immensely to take that and bridge it into what about christ how does christ relate and why where is he in all of that and you said it the summary of hebrews is jesus is better straight up um you said it great will and so the book of Hebrews is a nice succinct way to say the rest of your Bible is pointing to Jesus. And let's look at some specific ways that he does. 
it's of course not all of them. It's not a huge book, but um, it's it's got a lot of meat in there. Uh, and then the other part of it is that Hebrews has all these warnings in it. So as as there's this big dissertation, the the author that we don't know who it is, who who authored Hebrews, decides to um, basically have some dissertation on some aspect of uh, how Christ is better than something in Hebrew tradition or uh, Hebrew culture or or whatnot, and then just would pause and say, "Did you understand that?" Because this is really important. You're probably going to be falling away if you don't pay attention to this. Mm. And there are these regular intervals that the author's like, hey, let's take a pause and understand that this is important. Another pause. Hey, you realize that you're going to be like, like, like I don't know, in the middle of Hebrews, uh, like in chapter four, talks a lot about uh, their um, the narrative of not being able to go into the promised land because the people were not being obedient. And the, and the author's like, you know, this could be you. So be careful, like, don't think that was just them. It could be you. And there's these regular warnings in there. And so it all ties it together um, very nicely for even a believer who, I mean, we're Gentiles, technically, we're not even Hebrews. Um, We don't have a very specific audience like the other epistles, like you read Corinthians, guess what? That was to the church in Corinth and read Romans. That was Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Uh, the, we don't have a specific audience like that, but we do have that being very much aimed at people who were already in the nation of Israel, who were a part of God's people who are like, what do we do with Christ now? And this, this, this giant dissertation of, Hey, Jesus is better than all of that. Don't go back to it. Mm -hmm. You're thinking we'll see in chapter five and chapter six, how it's like, if you, you go back to your old traditions and think they're better. You're literally missing out on the thing. All of those were pointing to. It's like, well, I could go to the grand Canyon, but I have this postcard. Why do I need to go? I have the trail down the road. It's like, no, you don't <laughs> go to the actual, like it's, it's all about actually being at the place. So, um, Hebrews is this book that, uh, we're going to see so many topics in. Um, I got to study this in our small group, uh, that meets here every week. Uh, we went through it during COVID that was uh, the book mm-hmm. we studied while we were all on zoom and we, we were in it for like a year and a half because we just go through it verse by verse until we finish. And that it's not like we tried to draw it out or anything. We just in chunks to do it uh, week by week. And it just took forever because there's just a lot to talk about. I don't know if we're going to take that long on this podcast, um, but we're setting this all up. Um, if you're out there listening this way, because we want to dive in and do the entirety of chapter one next week. And so that's going to be a lot in and of itself. So this is a big setup mm-hmm. so that next week we're not like, let's do a resummary of Hebrews. So the things that folks should take away from Hebrews is Jesus is better. And here's why. Mm-hmm. And that's just the constant theme over and over again. We're going to talk about whenever we get to a, a particular topic, or of course we're going to talk about it. But just that's, at the end of the day, the summary, that's the theme. Keep that in your brain as we study all this stuff. And it's going to tell us Jesus is better over and over. And I love it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, what is what is kind of a, if, they're, if, if people are sitting there and they're like, should I listen, should I listen to this? What, what would you encourage them um, as we jump into this, this book? <laughs> what would you encourage them, the listeners? I'll, I'll say this. I'm not going to be arrogant is to say that our podcast is the source of truth and in commentary on a text, 
But if you enjoy studying scripture along other people in community, we hope that this is a resource to help you internalize just how important Jesus is better than anything else. And just how important the book of Hebrews is in making that case. You don't even have to listen to Jeff and Will talk about it. You get to let scripture tell you how much Jesus is better. We just want to point that out to you. And if you read Hebrews and kind of freeze up and go, ah, they're talking about all this stuff. My hope is that when we talk about it, it's not as scary because it's, it's not as scary as you might think. And if you're someone who loves the book of Hebrews and you already know all this stuff, hopefully our discussion might be something that um, spurs you on to refresh you and like reinvigorate your love and joy for the book of Hebrews. You know, just because we're talking about it doesn't mean we expect you don't know it already. But we do hope that the Holy Spirit works through us to just reinvigorate your heart towards Christ with what the word says. Mm -hmm. And if you were, if you're a listener out there who already know what the book of Hebrews is and you're on the mic, I would hope to be listening to you read through it and be just as reinvigorated. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I think just to even add to that, which I think you, you said in some sort, but I think with the, the whole purpose of the podcast, being able to take some, some heavy theological principles um, and texts and be able to kind of speak in an everyday term, like Mm. we would, as though you and I are sitting there and being like, why, why does it talk about the priest and who's Melchizedek Melchizedek, the sacrificial system, sprinkling blood on things. Why does that matter? You mentioned all these references, the old Testament. That's true. That's what this book does. Yeah. And I think that's really good because you're talking about, okay, I'm as someone who also feels how you probably, how you describe the old Testament to me. I'm like, how does all of what's the full big picture? That's a goal of mine this year is to really try to grasp that. And I think I'm seeing now, okay, Hebrews help can help me do that. Yeah. It go, there's like, I think in the commentary, it's talking about like when there's, when you're reading the verses, some of the tips of reading Hebrews is go in all the references, like every other line, there's a reference to the old Testament. Go read that. (laughs) It's so dense. Go read delightfully that. dense. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think Hebrews and Romans might be the two densest books in the Bible. Man. Like every half verse has like a million things you could go read about to, to link to th- that text. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And we're not going to listener. We're going to miss stuff. And <laughs> if there's your favorite little like observation you got to make and we'd miss it, I'm sorry, but I'm glad that you are, that you enjoy that. And hopefully maybe we'll notice something that you can see. We get to build each other up in that way. Yeah. That's been the goal. It always will be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, cool. So that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for those who made it this far in this episode. We hope that you were encouraged and equipped in truth. Please share this with a friend or a loved one so that others can be reminded of God's truth today. And as always, thanks for listening to the culture of truth podcast until next time. Thanks for listening.